This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Auto Know. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. The is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, located up in Escondido, right on the Auto Parkway, just north of the Auto Zone or Auto Area, where all the new car dealerships are. Go to HotRodsCustomStuff.com. Check out their amazing website. You can have your hot rod built, you can have your hot rod repaired, or you can go buy parts and pieces for your man cave or your she shed. Right there at Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. Also, if you like all the car shirts I wear on KUSI, the majority of my shirts came from a company called High Seas Trading Company. Go to highseastradingco.com. Pick out a shirt for uh, somebody in the family for a birthday, Father's Day, Mother's Day. They've got everything besides Hot Rods. They've got Hawaiian. They've got Tiki. They have it all. All right. Hey, I did an amazing interview with Debbie uh, Maluski, uh, she is a Ford technical fellow, uh, at Ford motor company. And we did an amazing little interview about Ford and 3d printing, because believe it or not, there's a lot of waste when it comes to 3d printing and Ford's got an, an answer for it. Take a listen. All right. Hey, we got our good friend, Debbie, uh, Malewinski. She's on the line Ford technical, uh, fellow and sustainable. Sustainability, and we're going to talk 3D printing. Hey, Debbie, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Dave, and I just got that title, Technical Fellow at Ford. So they're really into sustainability now, whole That's, wholeheartedly. Well, fantastic, and congratulations on, uh, on the position. That's excellent. So 3D printing is really, if you want my opinion, I mean, that's the future. I kind of look at it from a, a vintage car point of view. You know, if I needed to replicate a part, say, for a Model T, and I didn't have one, I could 3D print it. And I think that's going to be a, a really, not just for car car enthusiasts, but for anything, anybody. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Everybody loves 3D printing. We love it in automotive because you can print uh, parts with interesting geometries and holes in the center and lightweight and just put reinforcement where you want it. So it's got a lot of positives. But the one negative, and if you've tried to print, you know how much waste there is to all the 3D printing technologies. And so up to 50% of what you buy is either a misfire or a, a part a plastic left on the floor or powder left over. And so, you know, I was visiting HP we were talking about there that they had the lowest waste in the industry. So they're already way down there, but I convinced them that we should work towards zero waste. So what we did was take their powder that's left over after we 3d print at Ford prototypes and fixtures for our plants and clean that powder, reformulate it, make plastic pellets out of it and make fuel line clips for our trucks. So F250, 350, and 450. 
So I think it's a kind of a cool way to use waste that would have went to landfill. Well, and that is such an intelligent idea. But, you know, that started back with Henry Ford. He was big on recycling, everything from, you know, the fire-burning uh, stoves. He would take the wood, turn it into charcoal. Yeah, he was really big on sustainability, and I think that's the reason Ford is probably the leader when it comes to sustainability within an auto manufacturer. Yes, and actually Henry Ford was big into plant-based materials, which is why usually you and I talk, right? Soy foam, wheat straw reinforcement, tree-based fiber reinforcement. But here, this one is like an example of closed-loop um, system within our within Ford Motor Company where we start using our own waste instead of landfilling. We're doing it, that at the plant with various waste materials, but this one is for 3D printing specifically, and I think it's an industry first. That is so cool. I mean, that's, you know, and, and so they were all pretty happy with uh, with your your idea and suggestion, and they're all running with it now? Well, they, you know, people think I'm crazy when it, when waste bothers me, but you know, I was looking at the big barrel of material filling up and saying, well, what happens to that powder? And they're like, oh, that's that's the trash. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. That is good powder. This this material is not degraded. It's like brand new, right? And sure. so I, I want to get up front on 3D printing and say, before we start scaling and actually printing parts for cars in the future, let's understand what we're going to do with the waste. And so um, let me tell the customers here, this is better material than what we were currently used on these clips. It has better chemical and moisture resistance, and it's a 7% weight reduction. So we're not making our customers compromise at all. We're just helping the planet. So are you reaching out to HP and the 3D printer companies as far as maybe doing things a little differently, or are you working with them? Yeah, so HP was, you know, a, a very willing partner. They already could claim this really low amount of powder waste compared to their competitors, but they wanted to jump right on board if we had any ideas to um, completely eliminate the waste. And so the hope is other people that have HP printers will start thinking about, hey, what do we have where we could use this um, powder? And, you know, we pretty much uh, said that we're working with Smile Direct Club. So, uh, they were a partner because we have to balance out. We can't run short on the material for our fuel line clips for the, all of these trucks. It's really high volume. So Smile Direct makes the mouth molds for teeth straightening, um, orthodontics, and they're sending their powder to contribute as well. So I'm hoping everybody does it, right? We shouldn't be throwing this stuff in landfill. It's great material, great material. Yeah, well, and not only that, look what it costs to take it to the landfill. Yes, yes. And then some, you know, I don't know, a powder like that could end up in the groundwater. And why even do that, right? It's perfectly pristine powder. Let's make it into car parts. And so we're, we're super happy about it. It's a better solution. Um, and it just demonstrates the possibilities of when you look around and you see the waste, what can I do with it, right? Yeah. I bet when they see you coming, they all go, oh, shoot, hide the trash, hide the trash. Here comes Debbie. I was just sending out some thank you notes. Thank you for putting up with my crazy today because we've, we've been in production for quite a while, but um, people are really interested in these kinds of ideas, and we should be as humans, right? We don't want to waste stuff. 
and we yeah. want to use what's already above ground. We don't want to be waste, waste, waste. So I said, yeah, thanks for putting up with my crazy. We made it to the finish line here. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, it's, if it's, you know, and I know if you're not all by yourself. I'm, I'm sure you have a team of folks that work with you on these projects, but it's got to be really rewarding for sure. It is. And, you know, I see us as a small research team. We just really need to show people, demonstrate the possibilities, because I'm sure there are going to be people within Ford, within General Motors, within um, Stellantis now, they're called, um, that are going to look around and say, hey, we have waste too. Let's use this and let's use that. And we don't want this to be competitive. We want this to be what everybody does, right? Everybody. It's a partnership. Yeah, yeah. And HP has been great. They have a really strong sustainability vision themselves. And so they worked with us on, you know, how we were going to ship powder. They suggested Laverne to clean the powder and reformulate. We worked together to reformulate it because material wasn't made for injection molding. So it did have to be tweaked a little bit. And then we started molding parts and voila, here we are today. (laughs) Debbie, it's always a blast talking to you. You're a bright light in a dark room, you know. I I, I, <laughs> I just that. have fun. I have the funnest job at Ford. Yes, you do. All right. Well, hey, I know there's going to be another interview coming down the road, so we'll be ready. Thank you very much, and have a good rest of the day, Dave. You too, kiddo. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service. Go to expressautoservicelamesa.com for all your automotive needs. They work on all my cars, and boy, am I happy with their service. Dave and Connie is family-owned and operated, and you'll be totally satisfied at Express Auto Service. Now we got Kristen Barclay on the line. Hey, kiddo, how you doing? What's going on? Just living the dream. How about you? 75 degrees and sunny in Dallas, so Whoa. I can't you are out laying in the beach or laying by the pool, getting a little sun. No. Oh, well, you know, let's not go crazy. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> just leaving my house. That's all. You know, just getting outside of the uh, the four walls. That's yeah, it. and if you get anywhere near the sun, you'll probably just blister immediately since you've been cooped up for, what, a little over a year? Yes, yes. God. So what are you driving? I know. Well, so um, last week I had the uh, I had the GMC Canyon, the AT4, um, midsize luxury truck is how it's uh, the category it falls into, and this is this replaced uh, previously they had a, a version called the All Terrain X, and so the AT4 is uh, is the new All Terrain X, um, and you know I, you and I were talking about this. I don't know what it is. I don't know like how or why or what I was thinking. But every time I went to get in that truck, I would knock my shin on the uh, on the bottom there. So I don't mm. know if it was just, you know, me being clumsy or just I think the, the height of the <laughs> truck was throwing me off. I don't know. Yeah, wow. well, uh, it's that's just one of those things. That usually means you need a running board, you know, because my wife has that same issue. If she wraps herself in the shin, she'll say, this thing needs a running board. She might be right. It's just weird, though, because that midsize truck, you know, it's not quite as big as, as the full size. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it kind of, it's one of those tweeners. It just kind of sits there. And it's, I think that's the thing is that I was able to. 
pulling up on anything, but I was taking for granted kind of where I was in relation to the truck, but I don't know. Um, I like the way that the exterior design on this truck. I like the fact it's got a, a very large grill. It's got red recovery hooks, which kind of makes it look, um, you know, athletic, ready for the outdoors, dark chrome scrim. Um, it's got, it sits with 31-inch Goodyear Duratrack tires, which is great if you're, like, off-roading and adventuring. I was driving it, you, you can appreciate this, this was my first time driving alone in months. And so I drove it a long ways. I took it 45 minutes across town to get a haircut. And it was on the highway. And I felt like it drove a little rough, but I think it's because of those tires. Sure. You know, just, and not rough as in uncomfortable, rough just as in like, you know, you're in a truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and what, what condition are your roads? Because our roads out here are atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. They're still pretty bad right now. Like I said, we've got so much construction around us and that winter storm that we had did not uh, help anything. Mm, 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 mm. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's definitely part of it. Um, it's capable though. It can tow up to 7,000 pounds. It's got a skid plate for the transfer case, four wheel drive system with the lock and rear differential. Wow. Um, it's got that advanced hill descent control system. So if you are going off-roading, I just found out that there is a new off-road course, uh, here in our area um however we just got heavy rains like the past week we've had those you know it's spring in texas so we get these bad storms and somebody posted picture of jeep after jeep having to be winched out because it's they're grooving in they're getting you know making huge ruts um but uh it's something to look into so maybe when i get a vehicle like this in the future maybe i can take it out there and kind of sure kind of run around with it and see um this one had the short box and so uh, it's only available as a crew cab. Pricing starts around $38.2. Um, if you get a long box, $38.8. And then if you do leather and all the bells and whistles like ours had, you're looking north of 40 mm-hmm. That's still not bad. It's not bad. It, you know, the interesting thing for me is I've had a lot of people, you know, when I'm talking to friends that have bought midsize trucks, and I'm like, why did you get a midsize? Mm-hmm. Because you, to me, the price difference isn't that big between the full size and the midsize depending on you know the trim level that you go with and their argument is like well it's easier to handle in the city and first off i'm like well you're never driving in the city i mean the people that tell me this i'm like and you've been to the city what twice in a year um but but they're like well it's easier to park well so when i drove it out to get my hair cut my my salon is in this you know crowded um strip mall type thing right Mm -hmm. and um a guy pulls in next to me with, with a full-size truck, and he was having trouble parking next to me. And I'd had about the same amount of trouble as he did because it was just the size of the spaces. Sure. It had nothing to do with, you know, the vehicle, their maneuverability. So I don't know. Um, I know that a lot of people have now have the mindset of, well, if I don't need all those extra features, if I'm not going to go off-roading or I'm not going to go and tow, like I'm going to tow 7,000 pounds or less, I'm not hauling payload, mm-hmm. then – then I don't uh, I don't need to pay the money for that bigger truck, you know. Right, and so, and, and that's a tough decision. Try to decide what do you really need, you know. True, true. Although it looks like, um, you know, if if it's something that you're going to resell, so if it's something you're going to own for a couple of years and, and you're oh, yeah. reselling, it it looks like the full size is easier to resell than a midsize. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's like when you go to buy a vehicle, buy it with all the bells and whistles, because all the bells and whistles will add to the value when you do go to resell it, trade it in, or what have you. 
So, it, it, you know, then again, we get people that just all they care about is point A, point B, no features. No, for sure. I will say this. This this has a 3.6 liter V6 engine. I don't know the last time you were in a Canyon or Colorado, but I still feel like it's lacking a little bit of power. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like when you go to pass, it feels like you're really working to do it. Um, and that could just be my personal experience. But like my daughter said at one point, she was like, mom, are we going too fast? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I just felt like a real, like a, you know, like most and forward or whatever. And I was like, no, that was just me accelerating <laughs> to get up the hill we're on. Yeah. So, I mean, cause we were doing 35. So, you know, I, I don't know. Well, it, it could just be a, everybody that's me, putting, that everybody's putting out four cylinders and V sixes. What are they doing? They're turbocharging them or supercharging them. You just can't put out a V6 or even a four-cylinder without that added assistance, without somebody saying, wow, this thing has no power at all. You know what, and that's maybe that's what we're, we've gotten used to. The other yeah. thing that I wonder is if you're, you know, everything changes when you put a, when you start towing something. So you put a trailer behind it, a boat behind it, whatever, it's, it changes the way the vehicle handles. And so I'd be curious. I'd love to get into a canyon or a Colorado and tow something and kind uh-huh. of see the difference. See, do I do I feel like it's adequate, or do I feel like no, it definitely needs a turbocharger or something else? I don't know. You know, that's a that's a really really good point. Um, and and it really you know isn't that difficult to do. I mean, it's just a little bit of cumbersome, and you'd have to go to like a little trailer company and say, hey, let me hook this trailer up and. Just drag it around, you know, and I'll bring it back and add it to the review uh, because, you know, the press fleet doesn't have them in there. But you're right. It, I think it's – and I told somebody – it's funny you should say it. I had somebody the other day buying a truck, and he says, well, I don't know how it's going to handle my trailer. I said, well, when you go to the dealer, just tell them, let me hook a trailer. He goes, really? You think they would do that? I go, why wouldn't they? I mean, if they want to sell the truck, you know, you go to a – you know, and if, if they, and if you – Drive your truck, their truck to your house, hook your trailer up, sign a borrowed car agreement so you're responsible, and go go tow it around. I mean, especially with what you have to pay for uh, new trucks nowadays, I want to make sure mine does everything I want it to do. Yeah, I think um, I think it'd be cool if dealerships were able to have like adventure days where maybe they have vehicles that um you know that are demos and oh, yeah. they're able to kind of do a thing where like okay today we're going to do i mean it could even be like a, a a towing school for people who aren't comfortable towing and they want a little help right. especially with rvs and campers right now being so hot that would be super beneficial because you know you might be on the fence about oh am i going to go mid-size or am i going to go full size or am i going to go you know um half ton or am i going to go right uh you know, uh, diesel or whatever, wouldn't it be great if you could go out and drive them in different scenarios and then you go, oh, no, I definitely need the diesel or I definitely need, right. you know, three-quarter ton or whatever. Well, so, I, yeah, I, that'd be cool. I guarantee you, if you went to a, a trailer business in your neck of the woods and told them what you were going to do, there, I would be shocked if they said no. You know, I really would be, and I think that would enhance. And, and I'm speaking to the choir here. I should do. I should do the same thing. I've got a good relationship with – with an RV company right here in town, in fact, quite a few of them, and, and I could do the same thing because, you know, and those are the questions people ask you and I is, well, what can it tow and how does it feel? Well, I don't know. I haven't towed with it. So it's kind of something we need to think about maybe adding to our, our reviews. Yeah, possibly. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, 
it still wouldn't be the same situation because, you know, again, like I said, it's different. You know, it's different if you've got a, a boat or a jet ski or a house. Um, but True. yeah, yeah, True. yeah, that's 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 maybe something that we should consider. Maybe on a, it'd be cool if you could do it back to back. I used to like it when manufacturers would have, you know, some manufacturers, FCA was one of them, where they would bring their competitors when they were introducing a new vehicle, and they would have the competitor vehicles next to them, and you could drive them all back to back and see the differences. Yeah, um, that's always super helpful too, you know. It is, and they usually have trailers, and you can you know hook a trailer and go drive that around and see what you think. For sure. Hey, by the way, so I'm sitting in a, um, my vehicle this week, which is the the Cadillac CT5, um, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm on the. I'm, and the reason I brought it up is because I'm on the Bluetooth talking to you, and Brendan said the audio was crystal clear like I'm in the studio. So yeah. can you believe the improvements they've made to the Bluetooth? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I was in a, a a Durango, and I have never, ever had this done to me. Uh, my co-host uh, for the Racer Radio, she texted me, and the screen popped her text up. It didn't have it written. It just popped up. So I thought, whoa. What is that? So I pushed the little green, and it and uh, it. I guess you could call it Siri. It's not Siri, but she said, "Brittany is caught is texting you, and she wants to know this, this, and this. Do you want to answer?" And I went, "Yeah." Isn't that cool? And I, but I'd never done that before. I had never. I was totally blown away. It's one of the best. I mean, that feature right there was a game changer, as far as I'm concerned. It's awesome, but it can also get you in some hot water. That happened to me on a drive program one time, and it wasn't my phone that went off. It was my drive partner's, and it was their spouse saying, like, our bank balance is, like, $4.25 or whatever. And so my poor drive partner was looking at me all embarrassed the rest of the day, and they were trying to explain. They were like, well, that's our, you know, whatever account. And I'm just like, this is super awkward. Yeah, super (laughs) awkward. That's never – that's a good one, though. That's amazing. All right, kiddo. Well, hey, it sounds like you're having fun. You do sound crystal clear. Look forward to uh, next week. Say hi to the the gang and enjoy getting out of the house. Sounds great. We'll catch you down the road. How do they follow you? Zany Mom NTX, Indeep H2 on Instagram, Facebook.com, YAK Radio, and FocusDailyNews.com. I will talk to you next week. Look forward to it, kid. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Brian Armstead's in the wings. He's going to talk about... The Ford uh, uh, Bronco Sport, and it should be fun. Right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is You Ought to Know, right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170. This is The Answer. Um, this segment is brought to you by Weather Machine. Go to 9303 Bond Avenue in El Cajon. Family owned and operated. Weather Machine will take care of all your heating and air conditioning needs. Family owned and operated. And they just do an amazing job. If you've never uh, had any luck with them, they are off the charts. Like I said, family owned and operated. And when only the best will do is not just a slogan, but that's the way they treat all their customers. Trusted service provider for many clients returning for the last 20 to 30 years. Factory trained technicians, and they're one of the last true tradesman companies with a full sheet metal shop that's uh, fabricating most of their own sheet metal. Because a lot of times when you're working on older homes, 
you know, if there's sheet metal that needs to be, you know, replaced, guess what? You can't find it. So that's one thing nice about Weather Machine. They will take care of it for you, hands down. And John's Automotive Care. Two locations. This is the main one, 6267 Riverdale. AAA approved, ASC certified, Master Tech. John is the man. Check him out at johnsandiegoautorepair.com. Well, did Mr. Armstead call in? He didn't call in. I hope he's okay. Well, we were going to talk about the 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. But since he's not calling in, you go get Brittany. And he'll just have to text me in a panic if he happens to call in. But I got a, I touched on it a little bit talking to Brittany. And I'm in a 2021 Ford Durango RT. Now, I don't have all my paperwork with me, so I don't have 100% of all the specs, but it's a 5.7 liter, 360 horsepower, I think. It's not the big engine, and you have many to choose from. You've got the V6, you've got the V8, you've got the Hemi, and then you've got, you know, you've got the Hellcat motor, which is 702 horsepower, but... I love the Durango. I've always liked the look of it. Uh, it's taken me a while to get one. And like I said, I got the RT. It's got the eight-speed automatic transmission, which is extremely doable. And I'm doing a uh, a YouTube called Cruising. And we just, uh, Mike, my uh, photog videographer, and I just uh, finished it up yesterday. And it should be up on Cruising here. Just go to YouTube, put Cruising Dave Stahl or Cruising. Durango RT, and we actually delve deep into this truck. And one of them things that I did that I haven't done in in a long time was really dig into the instrumentation panel and what information is available to you if you buy this truck. And let me tell you what, everything is there. Everything from setting up the Harman Kardon sound system, which is crystal clear. It sounds like you're in a concert hall. To if you take this car to the track and you want to know exactly what this vehicle is doing, I mean, it's all right there. And what's unique is if you go with a friend, you can do your telemetry and then you could put your buddy in there and do that telemetry and just find out who was better than who. How cool is that? I mean, that is just amazing. And we're talking everything from G-forces to acceleration. And then if you go off-road, and let's say you're climbing through these rocks and galleys like you would do at Moab, this will show you how far you're going to the left, the right, up and down, and it'll let you know if you're getting yourself into trouble. Uh, The Durango's got many. uh, It's got Sport, Sport Plus, Track, Snow, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, so consequently, uh, like I said, going through that, it's probably most intense yet. Um, so, so consequently, uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to text and oh, here's Brendan right now. Good. Okay. Cause <laughs> Brian's calling in, but I gotta tell you, I mean, if I was to go out and buy a three-row SUV that can tow up to eight thousand pounds, I might be all over this RT. I'm serious. I mean, it is just really an unbelievable uh, uh, SUV. So if you're looking for that, 
you know, you might want to take a peek at it. Okay, it only get the best I could get was eighteen four miles per gallon. It was sixty six thousand dollars, but I'm here to tell you that thing was so much fun to drive. Hey, Brian, how you doing, buddy? Dave, uh, Dave, I'm sorry, my brother. My I had a little phone issue. Uh, Oh, I apologize for calling in late, man. No, no, I mean, no, no. I was just gushing over a uh, Dodge Durango RT that I've got, which... Oh, man, what, what an incredible... I what know. An incredible vehicle. I mean, the Durango, first of all, Dave, this whole brotherhood of muscle kind of <laughs> mantra that Dodge has created is, is just right on. I mean, I can tell... You remember how when the Mustang, Fox Body Mustang first came out, and you could tell that 5.0 sound from a mile away. Oh, man. It's the same thing with these Hemis, man. I, I was on the phone with a guy the other day, and a Hemi went past. I'm like, was that a Charger or a Challenger? He was like, damn, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. So, yeah, well, let's, is special. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk, talk about the, the Bronco Sport. Um, oh. Yeah, Dave, you know, um, if, if folks don't know, the Bronco name has been reprised by Ford. I mean, they had these massive SUVs back in the day, uh, and everyone has seen the video of the entrance video of uh, the OJ. You can't call it a chase because he was only going 50 miles an hour. Um, you know, when AJ driving and OJ rolled up in the back seat mm-hmm. during the, um, you know, that whole thing. So that kind of brought the uh, Bronco into, you know, worldwide. Uh, fame, if you will, and when I went to the uh, introduction for the Bronco Sport, um, it was an actual event. They even had the history of the OJ event as part of the Bronco lore. So it's one of those names like Mustang that has uh, carried over the years, but it went away because the vehicle had grown very large and very ungainly, and it was just terrible on gas. If you got like eight miles a gallon in the city, you were doing really, really good. So for 2021, Dave, uh, they have brought the Bronco back. And I have the Sport, which is the smaller of the two. But later, a little bit later this year, they're going to come out with a full-size Bronco, and that one promises to be a beast. Now, this Bronco Sport is nice. I don't have the pricing information because once I realized, um, you know, I could switch phones very quickly, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I kind of ran out to the car here without any, uh, any uh, real – pricing data so i apologize for that but i would estimate that this is between like 35 and and uh forty five thousand dollars depending on options i have the outer banks four by four it's got a 1.5 liter EcoBoost engine and when you put your foot in the day you would be hard pressed to understand that this is a four-cylinder engine motivating this bronco sport because it moves out it really moves out uh, and it does so without any drama. You don't hear a lot of turbo whine. It just goes. It feels really like a naturally aspirated V6 um, in terms of acceleration and the linearity of acceleration and smoothness of acceleration. So Ford, with their EcoBoost technology, has really done a massively impressive job all across the board. I mean, when you have a three-and-a-half-liter V6 powering a Ford F-150 and producing more torque than a diesel, and you've done something real impressive. Uh, that that 3.5 liter twin turbo EcoBoost that's available in the uh, Ford F-150 is just another example of Ford really kicking some tail, um, you know, Mustang tail or an F-150 tail and Bronco tail. 
with their EcoBoost technology. Yeah. So the Bronco Sport is smaller. It's you know it's about the size I would say of a of a Jeep Compass. You know it's kind of a mid-sized. Uh, well, it's not you can't call it mid-sized. It's a small SUV. Mm-hmm. It's got this cool feature Dave called Goat Modes, and that stands for Go Over Any Terrain. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, you can select different modes. You know, uh, let me start this baby up here and, and get into the mode selector. And by the way, Brandon Brandon looked it up, and the base price Brandon was. Uh, we're looking at twenty six thousand eight hundred twenty, and then the more expensive kind is thirty eight thousand. So, so twenty six to thirty eight, so right where you were at, right where you were talking about. That, that is awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much. So, in, in goat mode, I can go from normal to eco to sport to slippery. And then if I go in the opposite direction, I got sand, and I've got uh, I'm back to normal. So basically, uh, it stands for go over any terrain. I mean, this is not a Moab type vehicle, but during the demo they had uh, at the Ford Dearborn Proving Grounds, we went up and down some pretty impressively steep hills. I mean, like it looks like you're about to fall off a cliff going down, and some of the ruts and, and other undulating surfaces that we went across at speed, uh, you know, the guys were just ringing it out, man. They were darn near doing donuts in the sand with this thing and it was they maintained total control so uh ford has definitely done a superior job with this vehicle uh you can get it tricked out in, in different trends and trust and believe they not only does ford have many many accessories to personalize your bronco sport but just wait till the sema guys and and mm-hmm, gals get a mm-hmm, hold of mm-hmm. it and, and you know you're going to see literally hundreds of of uh of accessories for this uh, bronco and it, it kind of creates that same mantra for ford uh with you know excitement and performance um you know with the mustang and the mustang Maki mm-hmm. and you know the uh, now the broncos that that dodge has created with um you know with the brotherhood of muscle and that's something that general motors has not yet nope. done but i think that when they when the hummer comes out they will be wise enough, and, you know, GM's been at it for a long time. When the Hummer officially comes out, and I don't know if you saw Barrett Jackson yesterday, but Hummer, Hummer Two, in number one. $2.5 million. Yeah, for charity, and that is simply awesome. And then, um, you know, I don't know if you saw my post on, on the uh, Automotive Media Professionals page, but a Ram TRX in number one right. uh, hammered for 410000 also to benefit charity. Right. Right. So right. these kind of halo cars uh, create a buzz for the brands, and they're terrific. And you know, it's just excite it's excitement in the American auto industry again. Now I know that you know Dodge is not owned by an American; it's not an American-owned company mm-hmm. anymore. But it's still considered an American brand because they build them here, they market them here, they mm-hmm. employ people here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then again, Toyota could be considered an American brand yeah. because they've got factories all over the place. So. You know, that whole Made in America line has been crossed so many times. But yeah. traditionally, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, American brand. So it's kind of exciting to see American muscle and American ingenuity at work doing great things. And this 2021 Ford uh, Bronco Sport is certainly a good example of it. I, I fit well. It's got a really nice uh, fit and finish to it. Yeah. It's screwed together well. No creaks and groans. Mm-mm. And I'm sorry I couldn't spend a little more time talking about it, but it's it's a solid effort. I encourage you to go to Ford.com and check out, uh, you know, spec out your own uh, Bronco Sport 
And uh, if you want something a little bigger, then wait for that that massively the impressive. Uh, I've said massively impressive twice. The beast, <laughs> the Ford Bronco that's coming out. That's going to be a true beast, Dave. That's I the perfect know. word for it. I know. And I, I can't wait to get my grimy little paws on on that baby there. Well, I'll tell you another one. I was at the uh, I was at the Nissan Design Center here in San Diego as a sneak preview yeah. on Thursday, which. We were the only, uh, I was the only one to be able to come in with a camera in the building and got a sneak peek at the Frontier and the Pathfinder. Wow. I'm telling you, man, I told, uh, I told Nissan, the the VP of the design center, I go, you guys are knocking it out. We're going to do 10 vehicles in 20 months and they are not playing around. Wait, wait till you wow. see these. Wait till you see. Here. Yeah. You got the D coming out. I know. The road, the road has been redone. Yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, real quick, I know I'm, I'm out of time, sure. uh, but I drove uh, last week. I drove the Mitsubishi Outlander and Eclipse Cross. Right, watch out, watch uh, out, Japan and Korea, man. I this, know this Outlander is it, it's it's super impressive. Yeah. Not only is it good looking, I mean it's like Land Rover BMW yeah. type good looking, but it drives like a BMW. Really, and, you know, the CBT is way better. And although that, you know, Mitsubishi is, you know, in a partnership with uh, a, that alliance with Peugeot, Renault, right. and Nissan, mm-hmm. uh, their CBT is is light years better than the uh, wow. last CBT I had. And um, what, what I had something recently from Nissan, and just uh, the CBT uh, just didn't thrill me. Yeah, um, gotcha. And quite off the top of my head, remember remember what it is, but. Yeah. Uh, Right. It was not ready for prime time. The CBT and the vehicle just kind of thrashed. Yeah, Ultra yeah. Smooth. Get a lot of feedback through the steering wheel next weekend. Um, it's under embargo right now, but um, we'll right talk- next weekend I'll certainly uh, talk about the. Uh, and I, I guess I kind of goofed up by saying it drives like a BMW, but you know, <laughs> I won't tell anybody. Don't, don't no kill one's me. listening. Don't kill me, Mr. Dishy, right? No <laughs> one's listening. Well, I talked yeah. to Jer. I sent an email to Jeremy. And I told him, you know, I said, hey, I seen Brian in it. I said, you got to get me one or do a press event on the West Coast. Do something because I agree. I want to get behind the wheel. All right, buddy. Hey, it's very, very good talking to you. Uh, And we'll be having some fun next week right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. You listen to You Ought to Know Show, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. The segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, Nap Auto Care, ASC Certified, Master Techs, Can't Beat It, Convoy Auto Service. Go there for all your automotive needs. If you've got scratches, dings, and dents, Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa is where you need to be. Shout out to Eddie. Got a little bout of COVID. Bounced back eh, after about a week and a half, but he's rocking it out now. So check him out at KearneyMesaBumperDoc.com. All right, you know, I talked to my good buddy Ted Ryan, the historian uh, at Ford Motor Company, and has he got a cute story on March Madness? Take a listen. Hey, folks, got my good buddy Ted Ryan, historian and heritage brand manager for Ford Motor Company, and he wants to talk basketball. Ed, how could that be historical with Ford? Well, it's not quite basketball, but we took the, the March Madness bracket frenzy, and we decided to 
see what it would be like if we populated the 64 best teams in America with the 64 best Fords of all time and then let the public vote on them. What, what will be your favorite Ford of all time? Oh, mine is a Fairlane Thunderbolt. <laughs> You're the second person today that said Thunderbolt. <laughs> but I got to say, we're actually. Yeah, and you'd be the actually, first. <laughs> we're actually in round two. With the, the first round took place last weekend, but the 1955 Fairlane took down in round one the 1956 uh, Continental Mark II. It was a 15 up seat. Uh, upset over a number two seed, just like Oral Roberts took down Ohio State. Well, I love seeing Ohio State go down. I hated to see the the Mark II go down. What a classic car! Yeah, super classic car. If you could even find one nowadays, geez, Louise. So this sounds like a whole lot of fun. You got a lot of people involved in it. We do. It was an idea that was a spur of the moment idea, just the just a few days before the tournament started, and we pulled it off. I mean. When you t- get a bunch of car people talking about cars, it's easy. So first thing we did is develop a list of 100 cars. Uh, that was easy, 100 Fords. And then we narrowed that down to 64. That was tough. We had to leave off some classics like the Grand Torino and the Ford Probe and uh, a bunch of others. And then we seeded them 1 through 64, uh, which was even tougher. But we have four number one seeds, the uh, original Mustang, the original F-150, the Model T, and then the 2017 GT. And now if people will go to FordAutoShows.com, Ford Frenzy, Ford slash Ford Frenzy, or just put in the hashtag Ford Frenzy on your Google machine, uh, you can see and you can participate in the voting. And like I said, some surprises, the Transit went down, the Mark II went down, uh, but we had some classic battles. If you wanna, uh, you can vote for the 1956 Skyliner or the Mustang Shelby GT350. What a tough choice that one is. Wow. Is the bullet in there somewhere? Because that's, that's my second favorite Ford. Uh, the bullet did not make it. Uh, the, it actually got scrubbed for the 2020 GT500. And uh, I get were, it. Uh, we also did, we, we had the mock, uh, the 1970 Mustang Boss that kicked out my personal favorite, the Mach 1. I mean, You've got James Bond driving a Mach 1. How can he not have that in there? Uh, yep. But the Mustang boss won out. That's amazing. So that sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. And is, is it going to go throughout the whole uh, series? It is. It's going to keep. Uh, it's going to run uh, for the next week and a half, two weeks, and uh, at whatever stage. We got rather clever. We named it the the uh, 32 valve round for the round of 32. This uh, 1.6 liter for the yeah. 16 round. The V8 for that round of eight, the four and the four for the uh, final four, and then the deuce in honor of Henry Ford II uh, for the the final matchup. So at whatever point you catch it, uh, get in there and vote your favorite Fords through. And if you go to Google and you put, what, hashtag frenzy? Ford frenzy. Yeah, Ford frenzy. Hashtag Ford frenzy. Or you go to FordAutoShows.com forward slash Ford frenzy. It will come up. All right. Well, I think it's going to be – and the winner goes to lunch with you, and they pay. <laughs> the winner gets a bucket full of pride, and that's about what they get. Although, frankly, we're thinking about how we can make this better and more interactive in the future and let people vote on them. But, you know, let's get through this year because we literally pulled this thing together in six days. Don't ever let anybody tell you Ford can't be nimble and quick because we sure were on this thing. 
Oh no, you guys, you guys are amazing. I'm telling you, it's funny. I was at lunch with somebody the other day, and we were talking about different cars. And I said, "Have you have, have you ever seen an Edsel?" And they go, "No, I've never." What is an Edsel? So I showed them a picture of it, and as in typical Google, it throws. There is a keychain out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the centerpiece of the steering wheel with the transmission buttons. Oh wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, and I like buying little trinkets for people that are car enthusiasts. If I see something odd or uh, you know something unique, I don't know anybody off the top of my head that has an Edsel, but I would buy that keychain just for that unique centerpiece in the middle of the steering wheel. How cool is that? It's amazing. The Edsel actually beat the Ford Flex in the first round, so it's going head to head with the initial F one fifty. So. And actually, another Ed, Edsel Ford's own Edsel is going to auction at Barrett-Jackson coming up. So if anybody wants to bid on an Edsel owned by Edsel, now's your chance. No kidding. I was just watching Mika, and I was watching the, the Mustangs, Mox, going for six digits. Who would have thought? It's amazing. But you know what? That's what makes cars special. I mean, what else do we give nicknames to? Our kids, our pets, maybe a guitar? But everybody has a nickname for their favorite car. It's because we we have this personal relationship with them, which was yeah. what's going to make the final four voting on this so hard. I'm going to have to choose between the original Mustang and the GT. I, I don't know what I'm going to choose. Oh no, that's going to be tough. And oh, you'll love this. I showed a picture of the Edsel to this guy, and he goes, "That's beautiful." I go, <laughs> "Should have been back there when it was being built, because they would have loved you." <laughs> Particularly that horse collar grill, you you can see him coming a mile away in your rear view mirror. You either love it or you hate it. Right now, Lexus is catching that heat. People hate that waterfall grill on the new Lexus. I've had people not you know that have been driving Lexus and switch manufacturers because of that grill. So yeah, the pain of it all. Uh, that's the, the beauty about cars. We love them, and they're a passion point in our life, and it means something to us. And that means, if it means something to you, it means something to you. Isn't that the truth? You know, I tell. I, I mean, back in you and when you and I were kids, you know, we fought tooth and nail for our brand. Didn't make any difference what it was, but we stood behind our our product, tooth or nail, good or bad. Well, I got, I got lucky. I'm a, I, I grew up in a Ford family, and, I, and I'm still a Ford guy. So my first car was a Mercury Capri, the one that had the, uh, the European import with the V8 engine in it. Man, I love that car still. Yeah, do you still have it? I No, I don't. I wish I did. Like a fool, I'd sold it, and I think I turned it in for a, a Pinto or something stupid. <laughs> don't even bring it up. It'll just make you feel bad. All right, Ted, it's always a blast talking to you. I can't wait for your next experiment. And just you know, keep keep the heritage alive and well. And I tell everybody, buy a classic car. It's better than the stock market. I believe you. Thank you so much for having me on. This is this has been fun. All right, buddy. Take care. I'm going to go to uh, hashtag Ford Frenzy right now and place my vote. Have at it. Have a great day.
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.